It's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. Just, just help me put a wrap on this thought, and then we'll move on. Welcome into the Plank Show right here on the Ref. It is a Tuesday. Good morning, Josh. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, my friend. And how are you? I'm great. I'm in a great place today. Uh, even though the Lakers lost, I thought it was a great game. I thought I had fun watching them. Good to see Austin Reeves. And then I'll get to my theory of why LeBron kind of laid out the whole, I don't know if I'm going to play next year theory. But how we put a cap on this because it's really been bothering me. Bothering me. Really excited. Falling in love with these Frixion pins. Talk to everybody, and it's not like they're necessarily cheap pins. It's not like the Bix where you can get like 80 of them for a quarter. But ordered a bunch of them, bunch of different colors, got them. Not a single one of them work. Not a one. Oh, no. Right, right. And I don't know. If, if, I, if I literally got something back from customer service where they said, dude, it's pins, all right? Some of them aren't going to work. Go buy more. I honestly think I would say – you know what? You're right. They're just pens. What am I doing right now? But I'm like obsessively angry over it. And I don't know. It, like three things in the sports world I'm really triggered by right now. And I'll just be honest about Spout it. Spout them off. Number one, I am so triggered that Lisa Salters had the gall to say that she hadn't watched Joe, uh, uh, and now I can't remember Jokic's name, uh, Nikola Jokic, never seen him play whenever they were in the Western Conference Finals, in the bubble, when we had nothing else to do on TV. And literally, she's on the court doing post-game interviews, and it's like, I'm not familiar with your game. How can you say that? It's the back-to-back MVP. He's been around for a moment. Yeah, you should be covered in the NBA if you're not familiar. I'm obsessively triggered by Mike Malone and his whole, we're not getting any respect. You're going to the finals. I mean – do you need Stephen A. Smith to say something about you to feel good about it? Who can ah, ah! And number three that I'm just absolutely positively triggered by, and I shouldn't be, is the fact that the number one team in the country, maybe the greatest softball team of all time, is playing their Super Regional game at 1 o'clock on a Friday. So there's three. When they, by the way, <laughs> can tie the all-time consecutive right. wins mark. Do you know what? Um, we guys – Think about putting that in the middle of the afternoon when everyone's working. I mean, it's a holiday weekend, but most people are off Monday. Yeah, let's put it in the middle of the afternoon. Hopefully, it'll be incredibly hot. I hope not. <laughs> well, that's that's um, what the TV execs. Are oh yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry, but yeah. So I'm I'm irrationally triggered over those three things for some reason, and this I think is all three of those things combined into one, Josh. And I honestly think if they would just get back and say, yeah, dude, our bad, but, you know, they're pens. What, what are you going to do? How much did you really pay? How much did you re- – what are you at? Nine? You want us to send you the nine bucks? Is that what you want? <laughs> I mean li- – Which if they, they should. Right. But, like, what's the threshold of the amount of money that you spend on something where you get it and it's not what you thought it was – and you don't feel cheap returning it. Oh, there's, there's no threat. No th- okay. You should never feel guilty if you buy something Real? Okay. and it doesn't meet your expectation or it flat out doesn't work. You should never feel guilty about returning and refunding. I don't know if it's, it's a good, good way to put it. I don't know if it's guilt as far as do people really return these. Now, um, 
I don't know how many of you have ever shopped at this incredible place called Walmart, but I'm pretty sure you could open up a 12-pack of Coke, drink the whole thing, put the empty cans back in the box and yeah, return some people, it. some people do that. You re- return it, and they'd be like, yeah, all right, what was wrong with it? It's like, didn't taste right. All right, it'll just go get you a new 12-pack. I mean, I honestly think that that's how Walmart might work, but yeah, I'm, all right, it makes me feel a little bit better. Boy, what a great day for us. The text line's not working. I don't know if I've ever been happier on this program. Do you feel right relaxed? Now. I really do. You look the, you look sharp this morning. I, I, I actually miss my daughter's I say this. It's the day of my daughter's wedding. Today is supposed to be, again, day one of lessons. And I'm gonna play a little bit while I'm out there. So this is the oh gosh, Peyton, what are we on? I think it's been a month that we've been trying to get lessons going. And just every day, it's been non-stop rain that we've been scheduled. So we're scheduled for today. Fingers crossed. Let's see how it goes. And I figured, I, I don't, I don't, my daughter's never played salt. My what, my nine, my 14-year-old played like for one summer. Great summer. But I never like really had the dad gear. But I've I've got a closet full of dad gear stuff for golf, so... I'm preparing myself for whenever Break it out. Whenever I'm in the gallery at the Women's Masters and uh, Emma Plank is playing. So this might be the shirt I go with by then. Kind of make me look like I know what's going on. This is almost an insulting question, but I guess we should ask it. Plank, does do the pins have a plastic cap yeah, on I know. the tip I, of the pin? I, I made that very clear on the T-Row in the morning show. They do not. I even, just in case they were, what's the word I'm looking for? microscopic, right? I even did the whole kind of okay. bit down on him a I, little I bit. I got you. you, you yeah, were, yeah, yeah. You were ready to get that out is, That is a – you know what? I'm not offended by that. That's a very good question and a very good follow-up from the 405. And I think that is somebody who really pays attention to the show that knows it could be as simple as your car's not star- starting. Well, do you have the fob in the car? You know I mean? That, these are the types of things that can go wrong for me. You, you're missing your equipment – are you sure you didn't leave it at the last remote? And you're like, oh, it's still set up at the last remote. I thought Steely was coming on next, right? And those, These are the types of things that actually could happen to me. So I, that, that is a fair question. I'll, the, I'll accept that. These are supposed to be really nice pins. They're erasable pins. That's what they are. They're erase- and, they, and they actually work. I mean, how many times in your life have you said, this pin writes upside down? You're like, oh, that's cool. And it doesn't write upside down. Or here is multiple uh, erasable ink pin, and you write it, and it doesn't. I mean, these actually work. It's hmm. some magical technology. But the pins, the pins don't work either. <laughs> so now I'm uh, I'm in a little bit yeah, of a I, catch-22. I guess, guess the technology's not as good as we thought. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. It's great, but it's not as good as we thought. So... Thanks for the help, guys. If you have a threshold or a theory on this, I would say text the Knippelmeyer. Well, actually, I guess it is kind of working here. 405-651-3439. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. KnippelmeyerChevy.com. So just if if there is a threshold that you hold to, like my my wife will take like lettuce back to Walmart. I'm just like, babe, it's lettuce. Just throw it out. Buy some. She's like, no. Yeah. Taking lettuce back. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's a little much, right? That's that's a little much. <laughs> but again, at Walmart, they don't care. It's like, all right, what card you put it on? Lettuce, Thank you. And, lettuce and produce, and you know, fruit because didn't you inspect the lettuce? Right, exactly. Or the well, produce okay. and the fruit. I, there, there is a caveat to that, Josh Helmer. Okay, talk there's to a me. caveat because a lot of times you might do the grocery pickup. 
See, I'm a big. Ah, uh, that's true. I'm a big walk through the grocery uh, store. If I see someone I know hide and like duck down into aisles, unless it's like you or, or TJ Correct. or Tyler, you and I are dinosaurs. I I like you know what I like you know what I like to do. I like to deposit checks at the bank. There, I said it. And you know what? Not even go through the drive-through. I like to walk into the damn bank. Right? <laughs> I like to walk into the bank too. It's a certain it's a smell to it. Sometimes they might have popcorn there. Mid first, my bank always has coffee there for you, and it's fresh. So I like to go into the bank. Here's another thing. You know what else is crazy? I don't mind actually driving to a restaurant to get the food as opposed to having them deliver it to you. So my wife is a big grocery pickup person. So she likes to call in the order and she doesn't like the walk around. I consider it exercise and get my steps in. I got it. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend's definitely an online order kind of girl as well. So then if you get the in-store or the grocery pickup, you might get home and it's like, these strawberries are terrible or this... These are terrible. Same. Okay, yeah, that, that that makes a little more sense. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys. Help me out on that. I feel a little bit better about things. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. I've only received one get back to sports text. So let's go. Do you want to – do you want to leave all this recruiting stuff to Parker and Steelman and Tyler and Trav and the crew this afternoon? Because – I, I, I feel like there was a line that got stepped over last night. I feel like we were, were habitual line steppers in this world. And based on what I saw in that very, very factual and real-life world of Twitter, it seemed as if things got a little bit carried away with a couple of situations last night. So is it is it just a situation where we step back and say, that's not really our bag, baby? Or, <laughs> it's a or, great moment for us to do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But just let's – I don't know – I don't know how much of certain stories that I believe, and I don't know how much of certain stories that I don't, and I don't know what's real, and I don't know what isn't, and I don't know how much of a story is told to basically, you know, paint certain things in some lights and others. But I, I would, I would just say, Josh, nothing, nothing good ever really comes out of social media fights, either with, <laughs> with recruits or with stories about recruits or sharing a story when you only have like part of the information. Because one of the I, I never do the for you on Twitter. It just I, I immediately when it pops up, I go straight to the following. And and I don't know why, but it always pops on for you. So when I opened up for you, there was that the tweet to someone I don't even follow that popped right to the top that was my gosh, the story's coming out about this. And did you, did you hear this text that was read? And it's just, I'm like, whoa. That's a, that's a lot to unpack. But that's why we have locked in every day from two to three, right? To try to make sense of it. Indeed. I don't even know if I want to. <laughs> I don't even know, Josh, if I want to try to cliff note version it before we move on. You, you, you want to try real quick? Or, or is that even opening up a Pandora's box? Yeah, I don't even know if we want to. But the the, the kindest way to Cliff notes it is there's reports out there that Oklahoma was told one thing and a recruit did another, which is not new to the game. This of though, recruiting. This though, if it were true, it's pretty bad. Yeah, w- would be pretty insensitive and you know lacking understanding. So I, I don't know, but but then again, I mean, K- 
Can I? How much do we know? Can I just pose a general recruiting question? Just a general, and and maybe more so a kind of recruiting, like from a coach's perspective. Not not even, not even the coverage of it. Not even the reaction to it. Just the the in general overall vibe and feel of it from a coach's perspective. How can you ever feel confident that you have a guy until you get a letter of intent signed, sealed, and delivered? I mean, what a – I don't know how you guys do it. And I don't know if coaches follow it like, say, uh, super fans do, which, again, we're grateful for you because we're not here without you. But – from a coach's perspective, how, Josh, to go from just the process of developing and cultivating the relationship to gaining a commitment or at least gaining a pledge that you're going to commit and then either A, that pledge not being followed through on or B, someone committing to you only to change their mind a day or a week before signing day. I mean, Josh, I don't. I don't know how you don't lose I, – I can't even fathom, Josh, I can't even fathom how you handle it as a coach, especially with some of the, the reports of what, say, Coach Bates and his family are going through right now. Right. You know, I, but just in general, beyond this story, I don't know how coaches do it. I really don't. And you can say, well, they get well compensated for it. You're right. Make a lot of money. Um, and at least at this level, right, you, you don't make a lot of money at, you know, Long Island University or East Popcorn State, Josh, but those still expectations are the same, right? You better go get this commit and you better bring the best players here. So, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how you deal with it except to have a philosophy like Coach Venables has. And even that hasn't been like a fail safe, right? Sure. And, and, and by the way, for those that aren't familiar, it is, hey, when you're, you're committed, you're here. No more visits. No more visits. And we saw that cost him a couple of guys, too. And and I'm fine with it. I've never had a problem. I know there's some that disagree, but the whole basis in it is, hey, don't don't commit unless you're ready. If you're not ready, fine. Now, sure. someone might commit, and that offer might not be there, but don't, don't do this unless you're ready. And some people do. Some people don't. Some people end up – trying to test that theory, and it works against him. Others just accept it, right? I'm just – I'm fascinated, Josh, to see – or maybe not to see. I'm fascinated just to probably truly understand what that grind has to be like from a coach because it's it's just got to be gut-wrenching. Absolutely frustrating and gut-wrenching. I think that, generally speaking, Coach Venables and his staff probably have a pretty good feel when a recruit is totally dialed in – or when there's a little bit of waffling taking place. Mm-hmm. And even even with that, once or twice, every cycle or every couple of cycles, there's going to be someone that you just get fooled on, mm-hmm. that you thought was totally dialed in, that they're not totally dialed in, and maybe this is that case. I would say this on the uh, Zadavian Sim saga, uh-huh. what's, what's true or what's false, whatever, right? Just the, some of the reports that we see out there. I would urge everyone, I would remind everyone, it's tough to say no when you're 16, 17, 18 years old. And I, I, I understand what is alleged, mm-hmm. 
but we're very much speaking in code here. I just want to make that very clear. No doubt, but I'm the the, the overarching point being it would be a bad thing, right? If uh, if what has been reported is true for Zadavian Sims, but. Man, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you tell everybody yes because you don't want to hurt people's feelings, and it's tough to say no because you're just not you're not adult enough in, in spots to do that. So I just would urge everyone, even in something like this, to keep that in mind. I don't know if we could have put it better. It's 9.20 a.m. It's a plank show. All right, so here's what we've got. Got a little snapshot preview of some other games in the Super Regional. I want to talk about full-on baseball preview for the Big 12 Baseball Tournament that's coming up. We're getting underway tomorrow. I mean, let's go. I love the Big 12 Baseball Tournament. Um, I've got a theory, by the way, that I want to hit next. The Lakers are out. Nuggets swept their way to the finals. But I, I, I have a theory why LeBron planted the seed that he did last night. We'll talk about it next right here on The Red. Y'all have some takes on this. But like I said, we're <laughs> we're moving on. I like this from what Joe from Guthrie happened. He's like, Parker and Tyler already talked about it, what happened. It's no secret. Great, Joe from Guthrie. Then you can check out what they have to say about it. <laughs> it's on the podcast. Yeah, it's on the podcast page. I haven't talked to people involved, and I trust all those guys, so I'll leave it to them. Let them talk about it then. As we said, that's their bag, baby, even though we sort of made it momentarily our bag. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean we can't talk about and have an opinion. I just – listen, I haven't talked to – nor well, I I guess I'll talk to some people about it tonight. But, I mean, nothing good is going to come out of this with any of y'all's hot takes. Just saying. You're – your terrible opinions and my terrible opinions are not going to help this process out anymore. Your terrible opinions with our terrible <laughs> opinions all adds yeah, up to just a bunch of terrible opinions. So, I, like BA Fat Boy, BS. Lying is lying. It's been wrong since the beginning of time. Stop making excuses for them. Well, it, coming from someone in BA Fat Boy that's never told a lie. <laughs> exactly. That, that's that's what it is. It's just a, and I get it. I get how fans feel, but my my point is. I mean, come on. We we weren't 16, 17, 18 and probably did something rotten here or there. Let's let's not live in a, a world of fantasy. Well, and then again, it's also it's May. You know, signing day isn't until December. You know, I'm not going to lose my mind over anything recruiting-wise until signing day. I just it I mean, I appreciate it. It's a very lucrative and profitable industry and y'all are passionate as all get out about it. Um, and I love that. Thank, congrats. It's great. But from, you know, June to July to August, September, October to November, I mean, you got like six months to still lose your mind over every twist and turn in recruiting. <laughs> oh, baby. And we I mean, will. And, and we're, we're 102 days, 7 hours, 31 minutes, and 20 seconds from kickoff of the season. So that's – How many days? 102 days, 7 hours, 31 minutes, and 14 seconds away from kickoff of the season. Thank you, countdown clock. Yeah, and they actually put it somewhere we can see it now, so that's pretty cool. Until someone has to sit in that third seat and knocks it down and breaks it. We really need to get that sponsored. The countdown clock? Yeah. I really had a lot of cool stuff planned for Thursday's show because that's the 100 days to the start of the college football season, right? That's the uh, – whenever I see that I'm 100 miles away from somewhere, I'm like, all right, we're getting close. When you're 100 days away from something, it's like, 
All right, here we go. Some so, of these conversations can be somewhat fruitful from here to four. So it's not totally a dream. No, no, it no, no. It will be played. It's not in this far-off land that's so far away. Once we get into the month of June, mm-hmm. it starts feeling like, okay, it's – and then you get to July, and it's really, really getting close. Yeah, exactly. So the Lakers lost, and their season came to an end last night. Now, we're not a big NBA show. But we, we follow it, right? We're going to watch the NBA Finals when the Nuggets play. I'm, I'm just – I'm not assuming the Celtics are going to rally back in this bad boy based on the way things looked for them on – what was that, Sunday? Well, and the fact that this game's in Miami. <laughs> Dude, the Jimmy Butler troll stuff, the timeout. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you what. I completely and totally missed the boat on that personality because I – just quick sidebar. Remember the Minnesota stories and kicked Carl Anthony Towns out of practice. Oh, he was him the worst. Soft. Yeah, he was the worst teammate of all time. And I mean, how bad does Philadelphia look now? Oh, I, I mean, it's just it's borderline hilarious for that. Sports Would you team. rather have James Harden or Jimmy Butler to pair with Joel Embiid? <laughs> right. Which, by the way. Could there have potentially been a more perfect pairing than Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler based on what we're seeing right now? Oh, man. So, anyway, I, I love the NBA, right? I love the NBA well before the Thunder were here, and I'm always going to love it. But it's it's not as big of a topic once the Thunder season is over. And like I said, we're the home of Sooner fans, so we talk softball. We talk baseball. We're constantly talking OU football. We have a daily show that's dedicated to recruiting called Locked In from 2 to 3 every single day here on The Ref. But sometimes a story arrives, uh, arises, and I'm, uh, I think there's more to it, to be honest with you. And I feel like there's a little bit, there's a little bit more to – LeBron in his post game last night. So here was LeBron James talking about his future because I guess now we're going to start doing this every offseason with LeBron James, but will he or won't he decide to hang it up? Obviously, all time scoring record, another season where you essentially defeat Father Time again on a personal level. How would you evaluate the season that you had? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I, mean, I love to play the game. I love to compete. I love to be out there for my guys, my teammates, wherever I have that, that particular year. I think it was special in the, in the fact that having a first-year coach and a first-year coaching staff to be able to take, you know, take them to the Western Conference Finals, I think that's dope for Coach Ham and his coaching staff going forward. Um, that's pretty amazing. Um, now for me, I mean, I just, you know, it's all about availability for me and um, keeping my mind sharp and things of that nature, being present on the floor, being present, you know, Locker room and bus rides and plane rides, things of that nature. It's challenging. It's challenging, you know, for sure. It was a very challenging season, you know, for me, um, you know, for our, for our ball club. And obviously, you know, we know what went on early on and whatever the case may be. But um, it, was a, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool ride. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know I think it was okay. I don't, I don't like to say it's a successful year because I don't play for anything Besides winning championships at this point in my career, and um, you know, I don't, I don't, really, I don't get a kick out of making a conference appearance. I've done it a lot, and, <laughs> and it's not fun to me to not be able to be able to be a part of 
uh, you know, getting to the finals. But um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. So here's my theory. I don't think LeBron likes being out of the headlines. And I think the whole, uh, you guys are always talking about the Lakers and always talking about LeBron thing. I think LeBron just wanted to pull the old, guess what? Even when we're out of the playoffs, they're still going to be talking about me. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, and again, he's he's asked, you're, you're in a tough spot, right? You're in a tough spot. Because you're being asked about your future right after, you know, two really gut-wrenching losses for the Raiders. Or the Lakers. I'm used to the Raiders losing. These, those were – every game in this series was really good. Mm-hmm. Even game one, whenever the Nuggets were rolling the Lakers, you get to the final five minutes of the game, Austin Reeves catches fire. I mean, every game in this series was awesome. But, yeah, I – I just got to think LeBron likes to keep himself in the headlines. And he knows that if he mentions, I may be stepping away from the game, that's going to dominate every single multimedia platform in sports. That's Maybe. my theory. Maybe. I, I I take him as being honest. I do. I, I think back to the series before, and he says in the postgame interview, I'm tired as hell. Right. I'm I'm gonna go uh, rest up and and get ready for this. And I think that was genuine then too. It is. I, I watch him out there playing, and there were moments last night. That first half was one of the best playoff first halves he's ever had, ever. And he looked like he had a different gear than he had at other times throughout this Western Conference Finals series versus Denver. Throughout other moments of these NBA playoffs, he just doesn't have that. That gear that we saw in the first half for 48 minutes every single night. And I think LeBron is coming to terms with that. And I think in that interview, you hear him talking about that. It was a physical, these last couple of years, man, have been physical battles for him to be on the floor every single night. And so I take him at face value that he's legitimately considering, do I want to keep going? Mm-hmm. If he retires, boy, what a fascinating situation that plays out in L.A. I I know he's talked about, hey, I want to play with Bronny. But then in that same vein, maybe he realizes that's two more years. Like, look, Bronny James is only going to be a one and done to do so to play with his dad. Well, he also doesn't have control over where he winds up. That's true. So or, maybe, where, or where LeBron is at. Maybe he thinks of stepping away for a couple of years and resting and, and getting his body right than trying to, you know, come back and play a year with, with Bronny. Though, you know, is I, I don't know who asked that question. I apologize. But the question was a fair one, right? What you know, you've you've beat Father Time this year. I mean, he really has. You know, how, much, how many more years can you tempt that? How many more years does that become to where you've got to become a better three-point shooter because you can't, you can't get to the basket as easily as, geez, it looked like any chance he wanted to last night he could get to the basket until the final second. But I, 
I, I'm not going to spend the whole show on LeBron. I just I want to play that for you. I mean, listen, I don't have to spend the whole show on LeBron. You can turn on SportsCenter right now. Boy, Mike Malone is triggered. He is triggered. But says he's got to think about retirement this offseason. Interesting. All right, quick break. We'll hit the best of the text line to get things started. I have a softball stat from this weekend that blew my mind. I had a softball stat from the regional that absolutely floored me. And I'll get to it next with your texts on the ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. The Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line is back, baby. Back in full force. So hit us up, 405-651-3439. Thank you, Luann. 405-651-3439. Um, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I I bring up the LeBron James story. I've never seen as instant of a reaction to anything since a recruit told Oklahoma they were committing to them and then changed their mind at the last second. This is wild. I, I do appreciate the, don't, don't talk about LeBron. Don't bring up LeBron and then, 86 LeBron texts. La flop. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this real quick because we did talk about it in code. 405-651-3439. A Clearwater Sooner says, what's the recruiting story you're talking about? Well, they, just on, on Sims, the theory was that he was coming and didn't let coaches know that he had changed his commitment. And if you want to dig deeper on it, there's a little bit more, but that's about as – that's about as cliff surface note, level. surface level as we can tell you. He was not made aware. Uh, the Sooner coaching staff was not made aware that he was not coming after being told he had committed. And it it took, you know, Todd Bates away from a pretty, pretty heavy situation. And then, and then the second part in is in order to visit said perceived command. Right, exactly. And then the second big story on the recruiting side was the JUCO kid that took a trip to Illinois and. You know, that's a debate to be had, Josh, about how you feel, where you stand uh, on the Brent Venables. We're not we're not taking any other visits once you commit. But Lane Jenkins, Lane Jenkins from Butler, baby, is uh, well, he's going to be joining Bielema. Yeah, he's out with Brett Bielema. Now, let's say again, we'll see how things go now that Ryan Walters is left to take the Purdue job. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting for both of those two programs because last year was Plank. You, you're probably more of an Illinois historian than myself. I mean, last year had to be one of the greatest years in Illinois football history. It's great. It was awesome. Uh, defensively, they were the nation's best statistically. Uh, Witherspoon goes incredibly high yep. to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they they were historic defensively. Do they have staying power? Bealum, a man, he knows how to coach in the Big Ten. Couldn't coach a lick Gosh, at Arkansas, really. but, man, he knows how to coach in the uh, the Big Ten West. Kitchen every now and back, and you're good to go in the Brett Bielema world. That's how I go. Um, <laughs> This is funny. I, some of you people really, really do think <laughs> you that. You people. Some of you people really do think that I'm a, I'm a simpleton. But from the 405, Plank, I bought some pins, had the same problem. Then I noticed a plastic tip, scraped it off with a fingernail. They work great. To prevent them from drying out. Might work at yours. Hard to believe the whole pack didn't work with them all being different colors. I understand, but that's the case. 
I will bring them in tomorrow to do a riding test to prove it. Yeah, please. Uh, I, I was expecting a show and tell when you began this. Well, uh, this being radio. No, I did. Like I said, I, I put those gross, disgusting things in my mouth and tried to bite off the tip of it, and there was no plastic tip on the end of so it. So what is so great about, I guess, I because they're erasable Erasable, pens? right. They're exactly. different colors? Uh, yeah, sure. You can get different colors. I mean, I, I actually I have one here. You can try it out for the rest of the show. Because I do have some that work. You, you have I, a couple that work. Right. From no, the same no, thing that you ordered? No, no. This was from a, this is from a different order. Let me see here. I've got a couple here. You can, I like <laughs> probably something I should have done off the air. But here you go. Yeah. Try that pen out. See, it's a good pen. But, and it's erasable. Erasable ink. They work really good in the scorebook. That's why I like them so much. And we were going to make it very colorful during the postseason. But no. Frixion decided to give me the middle finger. They's a Davian Sims to me. Um, but no, in all seriousness, yeah, that's <laughs> try it out. See what you think. It's not now now let's be honest. We're not getting into that pin conversation like we did where everyone tweeted about which pin was the best. And we're not quite into summertime where we can. But yeah. Someone brings up a good point here off the 918. See Peyton Bowen. Great example. You know, somebody that had been, you know, wavering but never really committed makes the announcement, believe he's signing with Oregon, and then by the end of the night, he's an Oklahoma Sooner. Well, he was a he was going to Notre Dame, he was going to Oregon, and wound up coming here. <laughs> Kendall writes, if you have a Sam's membership, that's the best place to get produce. It's always great when we go to a pickup order. Um, I believe there's some price issues at Sam's, according to my wife. Oh, no. I don't know. But produce is too good, too expensive. Yeah, exactly. But, no, I uh, I like Sam's. I like going to Sam's. I like going to Sam's just to walk around. That's when I officially knew that I was old, Josh. <laughs> I officially knew that I was old, whatever. It's like, hey, what do you guys want to do today? I'm like, I don't know. You want to walk around Sam's a little bit, see what kind of deals they have? Maybe I could go Jim Harbaugh and get me a couple of uh, khakis from there at Sam's. Erasable. Erasable, told you, see? It's wild. Uh, what do you think of this, Josh, from the 405? Double standard. Venables let that kid take a visit to Texas last year after committing. Colton Vosick. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's where that's where I think potentially you could run into some problems with this. Sure. If you don't if you don't Practice what you preach. Now, others would point to the Ashton Cozart situation and say, well, wait a second here. There you had a situation that reportedly was similar. Mm. And basically, yeah, pulled the offer. Sure. But I I always go back to the the Jimmy Johnson theory. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's – that's And for those that are always curious, Jimmy Johnson, the great story whenever he first started as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, was that a, an offensive lineman, he caught him falling asleep in a meeting, and what did he do? Cut him on the spot. Like, cut him on the spot. In front of the whole team. In front of the whole team. Don't know if that offensive line or that lineman ever played football again. Many years later, Jimmy Johnson was asked about it, and they're like, Coach, but what if Troy Aikman, what if you caught Troy Aikman sleeping in the meeting? Jimmy Johnson said I would have walked over quietly and nudged him and said, hey, Troy, wake up. Hey, hey. Get, get up, buddy. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> wake up. So maybe there, maybe there is a, a different. I, I do think, though, the, the difference being that's pro football and this is college football and you're not just recruiting the kid. You're recruiting mom and dad and families. So to me, there does need to be 
a bit of uniformity. You can't have it one way for one kid and not right. not the same for another. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All right, uh, listen, before we go to break, I mentioned a stat that blew my mind. And we'll hear uh, from what JT Gasso had to say about his hitting coming up here in just a bit. You know, I was looking through how good the Sooners were with two outs this weekend. Um, as a team, they're 11 for 25 with two outs, but more specifically, 7 for 12 with two outs on Sunday. 7 for 12 with two outs on Sunday. Um, they were 8 for 13 with runners in scoring position, and on the weekend, they went 4 for 12, 4 for 7, and then 8 for 13. But the stat that I saw that really blew my eye beyond the 12 two-out RBI and things of that nature – Josh, they put they had 15 opportunities at the plate because they were the um, – well, one game went six. Uh, they were the visitors twice, so they hit in the fifth, and then they didn't on Friday. So they had 15 innings where they, they basically – they hit. Of those 15 innings, 10 occasions they put the leadoff hitter on board. You put the leadoff batter on – 10 of 15 opportunities, good things are going to happen. Sure. Then you mix that two-out hitting and runners in scoring position hitting. Yeah, it's game over. I I, I sometimes overlook – you know, I've, I've, I'm really nerding out on two stats. One of them is percentage of extra base hits. The, uh, the NCAA representative and I, we were kind of uh, talking about it a little bit yesterday uh, or Sunday, and it's it's an awesome stat, right? Because the Sooners have so many hitters that are very high on that list of percentage of extra base hits. Yeah. But you get your leadoff hitter on base 10 of 15 opportunities, you're going to score 11, 11, and 16 runs. So, and it's, by the way, not just Jada. I think Jada actually had the lowest percentage of times when she let off and, and reached base of the, the – it's kind of wild, right? Yeah, it is wild. And he's like, I think two of the – Two of the five times when they didn't get the leadoff hitter on it was it was Jada, but yeah, I uh, I love it, man. I absolutely love to see the way that this team attacked this past weekend. All right, quick break. It is oh wow, it's already nine fifty. Hour one of the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by the good people of Van Hoos Fence. 405-735-1167. online at vhfence.com. Do it because Bob Stoops said so. We got a little more news in recruiting next, right here. On the ref. We had JT Gasso on yesterday, a little bit of what he had to say about Jada Coleman's catch, the offense clicking and adjusting in Clemson. Someone, I, I, I understand that we're all in the, the mode of trying to come up with wild numbers and stats, but why would you even put together a statistical analysis of this team without Jada, T.R.A., Kinsey, Alyssa, Haley, Lee, Grace Lyons, or Riley Boone? I mean, why even do that? <laughs> I don't get that. Just basically to point out, look that Oklahoma's stats are equal to Clemson minus all of its stars. Would Oklahoma have the same record as Clemson if they played those players instead of Jada, T.R.A., Kinsey, Brito? I mean, it sounds good, but in a lot of the situations for some of the players you're talking about, it's like a handful of opportunities that they've had. Yeah, I well, mean, that's, that's fair. I just you listen. You don't have to drill deep to find amazing numbers on this team. It's not. It's not that hard. And I, 
I love the confidence of Clemson fans. I don't expect them to come in and just lay down, but I, I fully expect next – we are working next Monday, right, even though it's we Memorial are not. Day. Oh, we're not? No, we are not. Really? How about that? So then I fully expect to come in on Tuesday and be talking about the Sooners making their way to the World Series. And then it looks like – it looks like, Josh, you and I may um, – we may do a show one day next week from the World Series, period. Nice. Because I haven't talked to Casey or Brian about it, but they have a kind of a Westwood one day, and I missed it last week, and I was like, let's go. Just let us do our show out there. So we're working on the negotiations as we speak. It would give us access to a lot of people, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Swing on by the show and, yeah. and talk with us live on the air yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a 50-50 proposition right now. We shall see. But anyway, um, we got a lot of softball to get to next hour, even though I did have to laugh at the earlier text that said softball is over. It's time to talk football. I'm like, hey, bro, are you already – are you hoisting the championship or are you worried about Clemson this weekend? Because I like Valerie Cagle a lot, and I think Clemson's really good. There's, I would be shocked if Oklahoma has, you know, a run rule win this week, and that's a good Clemson team. But then in that same vein, I uh, – Gosh, I really love what this team is doing right now. You know, there wasn't a last year they had a three to two game, three to two game in the regional. They came back, and won the next one. What was it, twenty zip? They didn't have one of those this weekend. They got pushed to six innings once. You throw your hands up, it's like what's up? All right, quick break. We're talking a little bit more softball next.